Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Michael Mashey Podcast, broadcasting from the beautiful Palm Beaches in South Florida. Be a part of the show. Call in and speak with the hosts and feature guests by calling 516-418-5590. And now, it's showtime with Michael Mashey. Well, 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 a very good afternoon to everybody out there. Uh, my name is Michael Mashey, and of course, this is the Michael Mashey Podcast. And as always, I am joined by my producer and my wife, Blanca. Hello, Blanca. Hello, Michael. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. Um, as you can see, we are periscoping right here, uh, and we are Facebook live streaming right here. And we have a fantastic guest today, one of our favorites. Absolutely. She, you know, she, she won the Food Network Star. She hosts the, the $10 dinners. She's got fabulous cookbooks out, uh, Supermarket Healthy, and I mean, just a fantastic person. And she has an incredible personality. And you're going to meet her right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Melissa the Arabian, how are you? Hello, hello, Michael, hello, Blanca, how are you? Nice to talk oh, to you. Oh, we are great. <laughs> so happy to have you on the show. So are you calling us from California right now? I am. I'm calling you from my office, my home office in Coronado. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful there. Oh, we love Coronado. That's among our favorite places. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of my favorite places, too. Well, now it is my very favorite place, um, which is why we live here. Uh, people always ask us, oh, so do you film in Coronado or do you, you know? No, nope. my husband and I, neither of us has our job in Coronado. We live here purely because um, we love it. And, um, yeah, so we feel very blessed to be here and our kids love the schools here. And so, yeah, so we're, we're very grateful to be here. The one drawback is you just have terrible weather there, right? Mm. It is such a bummer. Um, we, we joke and we're only half joking that, um, since it got cold this past week, um, I've had to break out my toms which are my winter shoes, and then my flip-flops are my um, <laughs> summer shoes. So, um, yeah. But, you know, it's crazy because two weeks ago I was traveling for work. Um, two weeks ago my kids had a bunch of heat days because if it gets – because we don't have air conditioning in the schools, um, oh. if, it gets huh. really, if it gets hot, like if it gets in the 90s, it is actually unsafe for the kids to be inside because of, you know, of course the way, you know, the greenhouse um, sort of effect makes it hotter inside than it is outside. So kids can't be in school in the afternoons. So our huh, kids had like a that. bunch of days off a couple of weeks ago. And then like last night we were out and we're like wearing hats and gloves and it was crazy. So that anyway, is, yeah. <laughs> wow. Heat days. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> I know it's not you know, crazy. I'm, like, so yeah, it, people are getting snow days and our kids are like, Oh, okay, well we're going to the beach today after, not after school instead of school <laughs> because it's so hot. So anyway, wow. well, what can you do? I'll tell you problems, right? Mm. Yeah, we have yeah. lots of foul weather over here in Florida too. It's called humidity. Yeah. Bad really... hair days every day. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, you know, Melissa, you, I met you. I was performing on a on a cruise ship over in Europe, and I met you and your fantastic family. How are they doing, by the way? How is everybody? Mm. 
They are great. We were actually just talking about you um, yesterday as we were sort of, yeah. you know, winding down our day and talking about what tomorrow looks like and, you know, just figuring out the family logistics as we do. Um, anyway, and so then it came up, uh, you know, that, oh, what's the interview for? And how, you know, oh, the cruise and the, you know, and uh, sure. the piano sure. lounge. And so anyway, yes, they are doing, they're doing great. Um, yeah, Valentine's a big dancer. And so she's so dedicated to that. And that takes a lot of, um, a lot of our family energy and time, but I, I really do believe that for her um, being in the studio, you know, she'll go to school, you know, she's in middle school now, she'll go to school all day and then I'll like race her over. She'll come home and she'll like race out her homework and get that done as, you know, and really try to get every, she, the rule is homework must be done before we go to dance. And so she's very diligent about doing it on, on weekends and getting it done so that she doesn't miss dance. And then I'll take her to the dance studio and she'll dance for six hours and, you know, she'll be eating her dinner at, you know, 930 in the car on the way home. And, oh my goodness. Um, and you know, she'll be sweaty and, and, all, and exhausted, <laughs> but in the best way possible. She gets in the car at the end of a day like that, and she's her best person. And I really do believe that when we're, as parents, we're trying to, you know, discern when we want our kids to be involved in activities and when we don't and how much um, we want them to be kids. And we want, you know, all of these things that we're trying to balance. And um, I think that what I'm learning with um, my daughters now, they're now 11, 10, 9, and 9. Um, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I they're so big now. I know. They, got, they, got, they grew up. And oh, when, my gosh. When I, when I see them be their best person, um, that I, that's a really big clue that, um, that something great is going on there. And so, for me, Valentine really is her best person, um, not just when she's, you know, performing, although she loves to perform and, and does dance competitions or whatever. She loves that. Great. But that's, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. She's her best person when she comes out of six hours in the studio, sweaty, and it's unglamorous. Um, you know, in the unglamorous moments of whatever activity, every activity has unglamorous moments, whatever those unglamorous moments are, um, I'm learning to pay attention to whether my child is her best person in that unglamorous moment, or is it bringing out sort of her worst? And um, so anyway, yeah, they're all doing great. And they're, you know, busy and Charlotte's busy doing a bunch of baking and cooking and, um, and has a big sale tomorrow that she's doing. And the twins are, you know, involved in soccer and, and so Charlotte. And anyway, they're all doing wonderfully and I couldn't be more thrilled to be their mom. Oh, that is so wonderful. And I remember that they really um, participated with you on the ship. You were so sweet because you wanted to, you know, you wanted to show all of the, uh, the guests there, you know, some of your expertise. And you were really involved on the ship. You didn't just go out there and relax. You actually went and, and helped a lot of people. And you are a treasure chest of information when it comes to cooking and, and how to shop right. And uh, it's amazing. Yeah, you rattle off all oh, those well, thank tips you like so much. Yeah, that was a lot of that was a lot of fun. You know, you know, I used to work on cruise ships, so um, it was yes. hard for me not to, uh, um, you know, have them, you know, <laughs> step them aside and go up and uh, call a game of bingo. I know, but um, but yeah, so that's 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 a real comfort space for me is uh, is the cruise ships and being involved. So what a what a delight to have been a part of um, uh, to have been a part of that. Um, and you know, we were on vacation, so we were just sort of there on vacation. My poor husband, right? Can't, we can't just sit back and you know. <laughs> Order a pina colada and relax. I'm like, no, let's do a smoothie demo. Let's do it. I know, right? Be anonymous. No way. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Well I, well, I remember you were sharing some stories um, 
you know, about your childhood and, and how, you know, that someone in a, we were talking about earlier that there was someone in your school that really kind of took you under their wing and kind of got you involved in cooking, right? Is that what the story was, right? Well, you know, I think they got me involved in cooking in that very elemental way in that um, it got me, um, it really opened my eyes to the power of, um, of food and the relationship that we have um, with food and our bodies and um, and our brains and our minds and our um, and our well-being and our self-esteem. Um, when I was younger, I didn't have um, we didn't have a lot of money. My mom was a single uh, mom in college, uh, putting herself through school, raising two girls, and um, we we really had no money. And so I um, we didn't always have plenty of food for, you know, for lunches for me to take a brown bag lunch or whatever. So there were some days I would go to school with like an apple, you know, or right. like one piece of bread and one piece of lunch meat turkey, like the really thin kind that, you know, like the chopped form yes. kind, not like a nice chunky piece of turkey, sure. but like right. one like thin slice that's like, you know, eight calories. Um, right. And um, the receptionist at the principal's office noticed that I, um, I would, quote, unquote, forget my lunch more than the average kid because at our school, and I think it's the case at most schools, if you forget your lunch, you get a free lunch, and then they send you an IOU that your parents are supposed to then pay. And then, you know, this way no child is sitting there hungry. Um, but I would keep forgetting my lunch, you know, quote, unquote, forgetting my lunch so that I could yeah. get a hot lunch. And right. I never, we never paid the IUs back because I never took them to my mom because that was would be that would just um, it wouldn't have mattered. She wouldn't have had the money to pay it. And um, and rather than yell at me, she called me into the office one day, um, and I thought I was going to get into big trouble. Um, and instead of yelling at me, she um, she put me on a lunch program um, so that I could get free lunch. And um, you know, and and seeing how uh, the difference between sitting in a classroom with your stomach rumbling and sitting in your classroom with a full stomach. Um, I will tell you, I, I choose full stomach. You, you learn a lot more um, if you are, are nourished. And sure. um, so that taught me a lot about, about food, about reaching out and connecting um, and how we can sometimes just take one little extra step that can change the ent- entire trajectory of someone's life. And I believe that that receptionist did that for me. Absolutely. That extension of compassion uh, really gave you that idea that, look, you know, we all have these challenges that we must overcome in life and not everybody's going to criticize or make us feel bad. Somebody's going to say, you know what, I can help you. And I find that that's so inspiring about you because you've turned this situation that so many young people in our country and around the world have, and you've made such a success story out of it. And we're just so proud of you. Uh, we, we really adore watching your career and you and your family. And, you know, you're a real bright spot in our love for food as well. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. That, you know, that, that means a lot to me. I, I really do believe that um, while I think that people do know me for food, and I love food, but I, um, I love more what food can be and, yes. what, um, and how it can connect us and, um, and honoring the gift that is food, um, you know, both from, you know, from God or nature to us. Um, but also what that can be when we when we connect with others around food or give them food. So um, food is such Sharing a central it. part of mm-hmm. our our lives. So it's really it's a much bigger story than just 
oh, what's a great recipe for whatever? You know, the recipes exactly. are important, and I spend a lot of time on them. But um, they're only important to me because of the deeper story behind food. Right, exactly. It's a great unifier. Yeah, it yeah, is. And- it, it, it's a, it is a great, it's a great unifier, and it's a great equalizer as well. You know, it's amazing that uh, food has created so many amazing experiences for you now in your career. Yes. Um, when you were on Food Network and when you won, obviously you were, you were a natural in front of the camera. Oh, yeah. Um, and your knowledge of food, obviously, we, you know, we understand why you won that. But when you went from being a contestant on that show to having your own show – was that just something really natural for you, or was it just, oh, my gosh, I'm actually going to do this, and I'm nervous? What, what was your feeling? Um, well, you know, and that was, of course, a while ago, um, Food Network Star, um, which sure. is awesome, of course, life-changing experience. I will say even now, seven years later, I sometimes yeah. – think to my husband, you know, we'll sort of say like, can you believe I actually ended up winning? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, that's, it, that was such a crazy, um, a crazy sort of thing. Um, but um, was that natural? Um, I don't think it was natural for, well, a couple of things. One is the biggest change that happened was that I became a working mom of four very little girls. That was right. the biggest yes. change. It was the logistics of, okay, I'm no longer a stay-at-home mom, and now I have to travel, and now I have to leave my kids. And, like, that was the reality of, of what that year really, um, that biggest transition. So that was the biggest. And, and the good news is I'm in good company because lots of people have gone back to work, and, you know, there are lots sure. of working parents. And so we're all sort of in that same, that same pool. And, and I know it's very um, it's perhaps hard to believe but um, but getting on an airplane to go fly and shoot a TV show feels yeah. very much like getting on an airplane to fly to a finance conference. Do you know what I mean? Right. Having I had a whole career in 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 in, um, in finance and strategy and in regular corporate America before I became a stay at home mom and then um, and then got on Food Network. So my point is, it sounds like oh, but it's so glamorous to go and shoot a TV show. That sounds really glamorous. And there is a certain kind of coolness to it. Don't get me wrong. And that's not lost on me even now. But um, I will tell you, the, the logistics of, like, packing up all your stuff and knowing that you're saying goodbye to your family for three weeks is, right. um, is, is kind of the thing no matter where you're going. So, um, so it's the logistics of being a working mom and the, the hard goodbyes and the all. That is, you know, 90% of it, Right. Then there's the, okay, I had to learn the job because the job itself is actually really hard. Um, You know, doing a cooking show when, you know, you have so many things to remember, um, you know, and and we did um, $10 dinners live to tape, which means that once we started an act, um, we kept going until we went to a commercial break. So that right. doesn't mean right. that there wasn't editing, but it means that in general, like we wouldn't stop. Like, you know, we just, I just kept going. So that's a lot to remember, like the order sure. of this and then this and then this. And then, oh, what if you forgot to put in the salt or whatever? There's sort of, it's not a highly edited show. So that, that was, there was a lot to remember. And then there's, you know, also making sure you're in the light, the, the, you know, the logistics of being on TV and the, and the camera and which camera is, you know, you got a million cameras on you. Which one is your camera you're talking to, you know, and then, you know, you're doing, you know, a half hour show with no script. So, um, and then there's the food and then there's, you know, and then there's, you know, also then, Oh, what do I look like? And you know, there are all these different <laughs> That's like the last that concern. What do I look like? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, you, which you would think it's the first concern, right? Um, no. And, you know, and then here's, the other piece of it is, to be honest, looking at a very shiny black round lens exactly is not the warm fuzzy feeling you get you know when you're in the studio when you're sitting right. on your couch at home you're looking into eyes but that yeah. person is not looking into eyes that person's looking into cold hard glass that offers yeah. nothing and there's right. it's just all silent and all eyes are on you and it's this big cavernous studio and there are probably 40 people who are all being silenced and cameras and lights and you and it's hard so there's the I had to you know learn the job and I will tell you I I would watch episodes and think oh my gosh that was awful it's hard it's really hard so I had we're to always our own worst critic though well I'll tell you Melissa right. well, and, you know and, and you know and, and, and I'm not my even my biggest critic believe me the internet does a fine job of criticizing <laughs> me for me uh, you know um, you have to fine. turn a blind eye to it well Yes, yes and no. My, our rule is my husband looks at stuff like that because if there's a theme that comes up over and over and over yeah. again, you know, the truth is maybe there's a message to be heard there, you know. So I, I, don't, I don't discount and sort That's of say, true. I don't care what anyone thinks. I do care. Right. I'm, I'm here to connect. Yeah. So I care what you think. I really do. Do I take it all in? And what? No. But there's a That's what I mean. Yeah. I think to understand how people are perceiving your, um, your interaction. Um, so then I'm going to get to the piece that I think is what really what your question was, um, which is, oh, but then that element of like suddenly becoming famous and like the world of celebrity and the world of yeah. all of that. And that is. I will say it's still pretty cool. Like when I get to go do a talk show and I get to meet people, <laughs> sure. that, you know, take pictures that my kids are excited about. They're like, mom, I can't believe you met Deb Cameron. I'm like, I know, like, let's do it. You know? Um, so, um, <laughs> kids are great. It, the celebrity piece of it, the, oh my goodness, people come up to me on the street piece of it is, um, is frankly a fairly small, fun, mostly fun. And I'm not, you know, Angelina Jolie, so I can still go to the grocery store, you know, in my sweatpants. Um, I bet you get hugged and, and, a lot. And I do. Um, I'm sorry? <laughs> you get hugged a lot, though. I do. I do. I get hugged a lot. But I, 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 I think because I am really who I am on TV, I am that. Yeah, you are. Um, I, I don't think, I think it would be exhausting to be someone different on TV, like even as actors, I don't mean people faking it, but even as actors, because people know you as an actor um, and they don't really sort of know you, they know your character, um, whereas people really know who I am and they sort of um, kind of know what I'm about. So, um, so that celebrity element to it took a little bit of getting used to, um, but it's, I think it's very important not to buy into that and make that the, you know, I will say for people who kind of become, let's call them overnight celebrities, um, and I'm using that word celebrity very loosely. I get that I'm not on the A-list. I'm not confused, but, um, but certainly it's a very different world to have people recognize you. Um, and I think it's, I have seen people for whom that celebrity piece of it is sort of what they make the biggest piece of uh, the right. make, make the biggest piece. And that's fine. Uh, you know, who am I to say what, what, what satisfies and what fulfills? Um, for me, that would be a dangerous place to put my, um, my identity in, um, in celebrity dumb. Um, I, for me, it's a dangerous place for me to feel like I need to put on makeup to walk out the house. Um, yeah. that's, right. That's, I, I know people who, don't, who, who will not wear, who will not go out about without kind of being a certain level of made up. 
Um, right. That's great. It's not for me. <laughs> yeah. It's not for us either. <laughs> You'd think as entertainers that it would be, but no, it's very much the opposite. We are talking to the fabulous Melissa the Arabian from the Food Network and the Cooking Channel. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the things that you're doing now and uh, your, your cookbooks and your Facebook Live. We're going to talk about all that, and we're going to do that right after this break. We'll be right back. The Colony Palm Beach proudly presents renowned entertainer Michael Meshi, performing Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday evenings at the Polo. World-class service, culinary delights, sensational entertainment, and a fun vibe. For an enjoyable evening, join us at the Colony Hotel Palm Beach and see Michael Meshi at the Polo, around the corner from Worth Avenue in Palm Beach. Jack Nicholson here. You're listening to Michael Mashey. Listen, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. So do what I do. Listen to Michael Mashey. <laughs> wow, can you believe that we got Jack Nicholson to do a bumper for us on our show? I can't you know believe what? This. It was nice to see him at that cocktail party. And it was wonderful. Say, hey, can you do this? He said, I'll this. do anything you ask me to. But you know what? We are talking with <laughs> Melissa the Arabian. If you'd like to call into the show, you can call us at 516 516- Four one eight five five nine zero, and you can chat with Melissa right now. So, uh, Melissa, let's talk about some of the things that you're working on right now. I know that you. Uh, I've noticed that you've been doing Facebook Live. Uh, what is what is the exact title again? Is it Tuesday somewhere? Yeah, it's Tuesday night somewhere. Yeah, um, the uh, I do a weekly cooking show on Tuesdays, hence the title. Um, it's Tuesday night somewhere. It's at four p.m. Eastern time, uh, one p.m. Um, Pacific time. Um, and my goal is to demystify getting a weeknight dinner on the table um, in a reasonable amount of time. So I cook um, everything live, um, and it's stuff that I make for my family, and I post the recipe on my website, and, um, and it's a lot of fun. And so people can, you know, um, log in and watch it live. Um, and ask me questions or whatever. And then I, you know, make sure that I go back and answer the questions and then, you know, I post recipes. So it's all really simple dinner stuff. So it solves the, um, the question, what am I going to serve for dinner? At least one night a week. So that's easy. Um, and then if people don't catch it live, um, now, you know, Facebook has the, um, video playlists. So that's really nice that people can yes. just go to my page and then click the videos and they can see the playlist of all the It's Tuesday Night Somewhere um, episodes and then, you know, and the titles are there and then they, you can cross-reference that with, um, you know, with my website. So you could even like binge watch, you know, on any day. You could just go and watch an episode and be like, oh, I want to, you know, learn how to make that, you know, whatever. Um, let me watch that video. It's there. And, I, you know, sometimes my kids are um, – are in it. So that's fun to watch with them, with the kids. And then all of these, um, uh, as of a few months ago, all of these episodes also get put out on YouTube. So if people like to watch on YouTube, then they can do that as well. So yeah, so it's kind of a, a, a fun live Facebook thing. And I love it because I kind of call it my cooking without false eyelashes, um, <laughs> edict. Because isn't that how we cook? I mean, it's a little bit silly when you think about the hair and makeup that we go through to cook yeah. on TV. Yeah. And it's like, who looks like that when they cook? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. You know, it's amazing what Facebook has done and, and Periscope. And, 
the, the live interaction behind the scenes uh, situation, people just love that. And uh, I do notice that a lot of people are watching those. And, and I, I was watching one the other day and I heard there was a big announcement. Your girls announced that you're, you're going to try out for The Voice, aren't you? Oh yeah, my we gosh, noticed that. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we we noticed that. We're like, all right, she's going on the voice now. No, you were so funny though. Out. You were funny because well, you said, "What am I going to cook on there?" <laughs> and just to clarify, kids um, are great. That yeah, was, that, that was them saying that I'm going to try out. Um, I know. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was, so yeah, that was them saying I'm trying it for the voice. Um, well, and I was, I'll just, okay, so I'll just back up for a quick second. Um, you know, when I put the kids to bed at night, I sing to them as moms Aww. do, and I have sung to them since they were babies. And, um, and so there's a certain small repertoire of songs that I sing to them that they just love, and I rub their back and whatever. Anyway, so it's kind of like our And it's so sweet. Okay, yes, the, we moms do the same thing, yes. Yes. So they, they love that. But the, but the girls always just talk about like, oh, mom, you have just the best voice. And I think Aww. it just comes from them loving when I sing to them, you know, from, from the time they were babies. I think that it's just a Pavlovian response to my singing voice that it relaxes them. It makes them feel loved. It makes them feel connected. And I think music um, can do that. I think art does that. I think food does that. But um, yeah. I digress. So they have all of these warm, fuzzy feelings about how I sing. Now, in all fairness, in their defense, you know, I sing well enough to do community theater and like whatever. So it's not like I'm a horrible singer. But no, like, of course not. That's like, have you seen The Voice? I'm like, kids, like, are you, are you joking? I can't do that. Like, I, I sing in church. Like, that's, that's the level of my singing. So anyway, they are just so convinced. Um, that I should try out for the voice that they just, um, and I think it really comes down to this. I don't think that they really even think that I should try out for the voice. Actually, I, I do think that they think that, but um, I think that they really just want to meet Adam Levine. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> oh. They're, they're such Adam Levine fans and they love Miley and they love Miley sort of, they love, they love Miley back, you know, in the day, you know, sort of yeah. before wrecking ball Miley and then right. You mean like Hannah Montana, Miley? Like, oh, yeah, Hannah ball. Montana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hannah Montana days, yeah. And then when Wrecking Ball came yeah, out, they're like, oh, my gosh, oh, what's going on? You know, cone, you know, whatever, leotards or yeah. whatever. Oh. Whatever. Um, but now yeah. they're sort of like, oh, you know, I feel like Miley has found, you know, come into her own. And like, I'm like, okay, you're nine, so I don't think you're allowed to say that an adult you know, has come into their own, but, um, that's, that's, <laughs> pick up these on, on the voice. That is so funny. So it's not about, so let me ask you. it's really honestly about the, um, about I think the, it's about, uh, the judges, the judges and, um, how much they love them. Now I know that your, um, your last book, uh, or your most current book is the supermarket healthy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And t- tell everybody about that one. Well, you know, supermarket healthy and ten dollar dinners are um, are actually uh, truly they're kind of companion books. To be honest, um, both uh, my, both of those books, um, while they sound like they are about you know budget cooking, or they sound right. like they're about maybe um, healthy eating, or you know, or or even dieting. Um, and I get that social shorthand that we assign to um, to catchy titles like Ten Dollar Dinners and Supermarket Healthy. Right. Um, both of those um, books are 
are rooted in a much deeper philosophy, which is about celebrating food, celebrating seasonality, um, and being good stewards of our resources, uh, whether that be earth resources or financial resources or, you know, our bodies. So um, they both come from that space of, um, of stewardship. And so $10 Dinners was really a book that um, debunked the myth that you have to, you know, eat, eat you know, junky processed food um, right. to eat well and to eat on a budget. And, um, and so the, the place that $10 dinners comes from is one of really let's, you know, let's have food that we can feel good about um, serving our families and ourselves for um, on a budget. And so, yes, there's lots of great kind of clever ideas and swaps and, and, and philosophies and, and, you know, and top 10 lists and tips and tricks. There's all of that, but it's all really rooted in a love for food and honoring, um, honoring nature and seasonality. And, um, and yeah, there are lots of great tips and tricks, but it's, it's sort of a bigger story than that. Um, also $10 dinners is because it, it tends to be kind of a little bit more on the simple recipes, recipes that I think are great starter recipes, great college student um, recipes, great new um, newlywed uh, type of recipes, um, but also great recipes just for someone who's looking for, um, you know, to trim their budget. If you just cook down to $10 dinners right. and follow the advice there, you will save money. For sure. That's really my, uh, my long-term goal there. And Supermarket Healthy, you know, while $10 dinner sort of led with the budget and, you know, in second um, place was maybe the healthy and feeling good, um, Supermarket Healthy really leads with the healthy. Um, but sort of in the backseat is also let's be financially um, responsible with our resources. So um, let's also have accessibility and availability, which is why it's called Supermarket Healthy. You know, how to shop at a supermarket, your local, you know, Safeway or whatever, um, right. to um, eat healthy and feel good. Um, so, you know, uh, sometimes when I'm, I'm in a, like, I, I, I will fall in love with one book or the other in various phases mm-hmm. of my life. And it's great because it's, it's such a great menu planner for me because I know I like all the recipes and I know my family does and they're all mine. Well, that makes us but happy because we, have we a, want to make up those recipes too. <laughs> I, I would highly recommend anybody um, who, who, you know, write yourself a cookbook and then keep it in your kitchen because it's awesome. Like I flip through it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that looks amazing. And then I make the recipe. and I'm like, I've forgotten how much I love this recipe. This is <laughs> that's awesome. it. Yes. Um, you forget yeah. what you know how to do. Yes. It's like, oh, that's like a flashcard in college. Oh, I know this. Yes. Write it down. Yeah. Man. It's just oh, a that's great, great reminder um, of what to, what to make and what to do. And um, I, I'm kind of in a I love supermarket healthy space right now. Um, that I find myself just like, you know what, I'll just, I'll make stuff from there. And I know it's going to be good. I know it's not going to be hard. I know it's not going to be overly expensive. I know I can get the stuff. I don't have to special order anything. Um, so yeah, I love those. I love those books and I love, um, I love how, um, how they really are. They're really good companion books. They really are. They're really two different sides of the same coin, and um, and they're they're both really from my kitchen and both family friendly. I would say Supermarket Healthy is perhaps slightly more sophisticated um, in its in its presentation and in its ingredients, just because we didn't have quite the financial constraints. So while I didn't, you know, I wasn't serving caviar. Um, you know, I did have, you know, some, you know, some more interesting fish, you know, and whatever, some that were a little right. bit off limits when I was really trying to keep to $10. Right. Right, right, right. You know, you've, um, you've worked on so many different things. Um, yes. and I'm just curious if you're, if you're, do, or if you're working on any projects right now, you've been on guys, grocery games, you were on chopped, uh, all these fantastic shows. Uh, is there anything that you're working on right now? 
Well, we just finished um, shooting season 13 of Guys Grocery Games. Oh, my um, gosh. So, and I've been a judge on that since season one. So that's been a really, um, that's been a really fun project to be a part of. And, yeah, um, yeah I've really enjoyed that. Um, that's, that's been a lot of fun. Um, and I think that coupled with the Facebook Live where I actually get to cook. Because in Guys Grocery Games, you know, I, I, I don't cook. I just show up. I eat and I, right, I right. taste everyone else's food and I let them, you know, and I, um, you know, get to talk about and judge that food. And, and I have a lot of fun with the judges and, sure. um, and with guy who is, um, exactly who you think he is. And he's um, <laughs> just a delight and, um, wonderful to work with. Um, and the judges, I have so much fun. Like, I feel like it's like summer camp to go back and see, uh, my judge friends. Um, yeah. that's a, that's a really, um, really special and fun show, um, to work on. Um, but, the um, the thing that I'm working on now that I'm really excited about is I'm actually writing my next book, and it's not primarily a um, a cookbook. Um, it's really more in um, the spiritual vein, and so that's been a lot of fun to be exploring um, uh, food and faith and and going deeper in my you know in the philosophy behind food and um, and sort of the role of food and um, and its role as a gift to us. So I'm I'm really deep in that, and that's been um, that's been really cool over this past year. I've been um, well, you know, I'm I'm saying past year. It's actually really been past couple of years that I've um, sort of behind the scenes on a personal level really focused on um, food in that bigger context. And food's always been in that bigger context for me of you know where where food fits in this world and, and what what is what is food's role to us. Um, in the world and how does that affect, you know, how we look about body, look at body image and how we, um, and what we eat and the ingredients we choose and, um, you know, and what we choose to put into our bodies. So, um, so that has sort of been kind of what I've looked at over the past seven years and that's just ramped up. And then I, um, I did a one year um, certificate program with uh, Princeton Theological Seminary. Um, and oh, that's wonderful. That a year ago. Yeah, it was really. Oh yeah, my gosh, really that's cool. incredible! <laughs> yeah, I loved it. It was really, it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty cool. I loved doing that, but that um, that also informed my um, my thoughts on food and um, yeah. and so I'm writing on that, and that's the role of food in um, in our society in our and in our homes and to our bodies, um, and how that links into theology and. Um, spirituality is an area that I'm um, I'm really loving on a personal level, and so mm. I'm I, I'm writing a book about that. That's, That's awesome. Wonderful. That's oh, we're gonna you be yeah. to girls. That. We did I'm not know you were a woman it. of the cloth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know, just wondering that is, is it too soon to put pastor on my uh, business card? That, that is no. Them. No, it I really, think that's great. It really, really is because you have such an innate gift and such a way with people that people automatically gravitate toward you. And I'm just so delighted to discover that about you that it's an important part of your 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 journey. Uh, you know how food affects your faith and how faith affects your food and your relationship with uh, with preparing preparing meals and using the ingredients. And I'm sure that you know kosher versus non kosher and uh, healthy versus you know what is unhealthy as it is uh, depicted in, in the scriptures. And uh, we have a close relationship with Pastor Rick Warren. And uh, also the Daniel plan is some 
book that we uh, enjoyed, and it has a lot to do with, you know, food and healthy choices about right, meals. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's awesome yeah, that you're that. on mm-hmm. that path because, oh, I would love to read your book, okay? Knowing you the way that, <laughs> that we do, we would love to read that book. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, good. Well, I'm, I, yeah. I'm ex- well, then, good. I will. When, when, uh, when I, I, you know what? Here's the thing. I need to finish it. <laughs> yes. I want to proofread it for you. Can I be your proofreader? <laughs> um, when uh, it's, it's actually quite hard to, um, not, not that cookbooks are easy. Cookbooks actually were surprisingly, no. um, really hard too. Um, but it's, um, but this is for me. This is harder. Um, so, um, yeah. But it's. You know, I can do hard things, right? We can do that. Yeah, I can do hard things. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. It's always uh, important to challenge yourself. Yeah. Well, I got one more. I, I, I keep going back to the TV stuff. I, I got to ask you one more question because <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the Food Network and all the shows. I got to ask you, for, to me, it seems like the Food Network people are all like one big happy family, and you guys all are always getting together, like Guy or Bobby Flay or Alton Brown. Is that true, or is that, or is it very rare to get together with all those people? Of course, she's going to say it's true. No, no, not that, no, not whether they like each other or not. No, 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 no I understand uh, the question. You know what I mean? Yes. It doesn't okay. get together Here's a lot. The Here's the thing: it's it's both true and false. Um, yeah. Because um, here's the thing: I, I I get this a lot that a lot of people are under the impression that I am employed by Food Network. That like. Food Network is my right. is my employer, um, right. and and we're not in production on ten dollars dinners anymore. Sadly, right. oh, I love I I miss the days of Aww. all the cooking shows and the whatever. But um, you know that that is what it is. Um, but I I I have a I have a theory that I think they're all going to come back, but um, not necessarily all the same shows, but cooking shows. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so but even when I'm um you know when I'm um creating like say ten dollars dinners, Food Network is really a purchaser of my creative content in a sense. Okay. So, um, so they sort of purchase my creative ideas and my creative content. And so then we go and we work on the show or whatever, and then they distribute it. Um, so the relationship is one of, yes, of a partnership, but it's not one of employment. So right. It's not as though, um, you know, food network when they have their holiday party, um, you know, we're all showing up to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yes. it, 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 we're not, we don't have a foodnetwork.com email, if that makes sense. Um, right. So, um, so to that end, it's not as though we sort of hang out all together. Um, that said, <laughs> um, the food world is a small world. So there are, you know, just two weeks ago, I was at the uh, Fabulous Food Show in Cleveland. Well, when I got there, there were other people from Food Network there. So, you know, I saw Damaris and I saw, you know, I saw Michael Simon. And and so we see each other because we work in the same space, in the same food space. Um, But it's not as though, or, you know, like I've grocery games. You know, they'll bring out different, you know, I see, you know, I see, you know, Richard Blaze. I see Artie. We see, you know, I see Damaris. I see Justin. You know, I see Jeff Morrow. So, um, so we we work in the same industry. So um, we get a lot of crossover, if that makes sense. Um, sure, absolutely. So, so there you go. I mean, it's, we're not all hanging out at Chelsea Market, <laughs> which is where Food Network is, and like just like hanging out there. But you know, listen, we have meetings there, we have things there. So, listen, if I go into Chelsea Market, whatever, you know, chances are I'll run into someone else. But um, yes. it's not as though we're like hanging out it's not like we have one corporate um 
uh, culture that encompasses right. everybody who ever cooks on Food Network. Does that right. make sense? Right. So it's Absolutely, yeah, it makes yeah, sense. It does. Yeah. Yes, it does. Absolutely. <laughs> now, well, Melissa, it's been so wonderful having you on the show today, and, and thank you for doing this for us. Absolutely. We really enjoy you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And um, and I will um, we'll definitely circle back and do this again um, once I finish my book. How does that sound? <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Awesome. And I'll tell you, um, all of Blanca's family lives out there in Southern California. So when we come out there to visit, we'd love to we'd get love together to with out. you and, and, and talk some more. Yes, come on over, um, and you can um, see the fabulous kitchen that is my, um, you know, we moved out for six months, and then we did this whole kitchen, so um, it is like my dream having people over to be like, oh, oh my gosh, oh, we well, let me ask you, do you, do, you have a pia- do you have a piano in the house? If you don't, no, get I'm one. I'm just lamenting that we do not have a piano in the, ca- in the house, but it's actually probably a good thing, because none of my kids play piano, um, which I don't know how they escaped that, since I didn't escape piano lessons. <laughs> Um, but my little my little brother was one. here over Thanksgiving with his family, and he is a um, very accomplished piano player and is a dean of a of of, uh, of a college in um, in Princeton um, in music. That so he's awesome. like a big musician and very 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 um, very into music. And um, and last time he came to see us, we were in a rental house because we were renovating this one that did have a piano. We all sat around the piano and he played and it was wonderful. So when Aww. Uncle Matt was coming last week, the girls were like, wait, we have nothing for Uncle Matt to play. So it was sort of the first time that my girl said, you know, we don't have a piano. So um, I, don't, I don't know. Light bulb moment. Yeah, there's so, nothing well, like having it. Maybe we'll get a piano before you come visit, Michael. That's there right. you go. That sounds fantastic. Well, my friends out there, you got to check out uh, Melissa the Arabian on Facebook Live, her Tuesday night somewhere, yes. uh, Facebook Live streams, and also her book, Supermarket Healthy. And, uh, you know, we'll all $10. be anxiously awaiting for your new book as well. But, Melissa, thank you so much for being on the show. You are awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great, have a great weekend. You too. And the best to your family. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye for now. So there you have it. That's Melissa Diarabian. What a, what a so wonderful awesome. person. She's Just such a light of positive energy. And you, you know what was amazing? Um, when, I, when, when we were on the cruise, when she was on the cruise with her family, mm-hmm. I noticed how she was not stuffy or no. she gave every single person. She has all, a lot of fans. Yeah. And every single person that would go up to her and want to talk to her, she wouldn't, she wouldn't uh, rush them. Right. She would dedicate as much time as she possibly can to talk to those people. I, she's a special person. Yes, I is. think she's very nice. She's she's anointed. That and, that is for sure. I'm so it chokes me up that she's. Oh, the new book oh, that she's going to be doing. Yeah, I, I know. That's really that's really insightful, and I think that there is such a need for people to to have that kind of a of a book. Absolutely. You know? Well. My darling, another yes. wonderful show. Excellent show. And um, we will be letting you know when our next shows are. But you know what? We have our friends out here at uh, Periscope. We're, they're watching live right now. So make sure you follow us and share our show. We'd love to see you again on the next show. And to our friends out there on Facebook Live, it's good to see you there. And so, yes, we stream the show live on Facebook and on Periscope so you can see what's going on. You know, I'm actually working on trying to get a uh, through Skype there's a way that we'll be able to actually do live video where we could actually have seen Melissa on yeah. the, on, on the, on the show as well. So right. we may be able to do something like that. Um, 
you know, point I mean? in the yeah. future. It's a it little won't be, too much technology I mean, for I, me, yeah. personally. Well, I don't, well, you won't have to do anything. <laughs> I it's know just, that I have just what I can handle, I can well, handle. The funny thing is I don't want the guests to have to be on the phone with us and have to hold I their Facebook that, live stream. and hold their, So we can't do that. We're going to figure millennial out Millennial guests will get it. You yeah, know, I don't they, know. They will get it. You know, they love all that. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. we'll. But well, those of us who are, who are, I think, moms and, and dads maybe were like, you know what? Just let me talk. I don't need to be seen. <laughs> hey, listen, sweetheart, um, why don't you tell everybody, you know, I, I'm performing at the Colony Hotel in Palm Beach, um, which is right around, right, right off of Worth Avenue, at the, right at the end of Worth Avenue on Hammond. Um, I'm performing there Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I start there 730 every night. And uh, usually we go till about 1030. But if it's real busy, we'll go till whatever. I mean, we were right. what were we there? Twelve oh, thirty the other night on a Tuesday. A weeknight, and it the place was rocking. Oh, it they had was a incredible. It's like an enormous house party, and it's a very tasteful house party. You know, all these people are singing and. Oh yeah! If you haven't been to the colony, it's to me, it's just I don't think there's any place like it. No, it's really enjoyable in the sense that you feel really it, it's intimate, welcoming, yep. and it's. Comfortable, impeccable you know, like service. Home. The food is fantastic. Yes. The entertainment, not too shabby. Well, that's you. Not too I shabby. I mean, I don't get to enjoy <laughs> you playing here at home. We practice, we work, etc. Yes. But to be able to go out, have a nice cocktail, and sit there and actually focus on you, showered, shaved, in your nice <laughs> outfit. Hey, I'm I'm all for that. Oh, I got to shave. So. <laughs> that just reminds me, I got to shave. Oh, and, I'm off tonight. And also Friday just, night, and I'm off. I'm, I'm, and also, I'm just sorry. to let everybody know, uh, the Colony Hotel in Palm Beach is also starting new happy hour at the Polo. So half off drinks Sunday through Thursday night, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So if you'd like to try uh, my favorite, Bloody Mary. $5.50. You like those Bloody Marys. You, it, you, you know what? Like I said before, my cardiologist said you need to have uh, vodka instead of wine or anything else that will be contraindicated with your medicine. Was that a prescription that he wrote? I think he did. Okay. So I'll gladly take that So you're filling the prescription. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, Bloody Mary. You know, while we're on the subject of the colony, I do want people to know, you know, there's, a, um, there's another where I play right behind me is the Royal Room. And we yes. have some unbelievable artists that are going to be coming. Why don't you tell them some of the names That's that are going right. to be here this season? That's right. We have on December season. 3rd, T. Oliver Reed. He'll be performing in the Royal Room as well uh, on the 10th. And then upcoming December 14th through the 17th, the four freshmen. Oh, I love them. And then the, the, the 27th through the 30th, we have Lainey Kazan. My big fat Greek wedding. That's your mom and dad's friend. Yes, yes, you know? they are friends with Lainey. So Kazan. I'm sure we'll get them to get into the colony to see you. Yeah, and as <laughs> we, yeah, and as we do some more podcasting, we'll tell you some of the other folks that are going to be coming. But but people like Steve Tyrell and John Pizzarelli and and uh, Mary Wilson and Tony Danza, by the way. Tony He's not on the here. list. He's actually closing the season. Tony oh Danza is going to be here and Clint Holmes and I worked with Tony Danza. Yes, you did. Yes, that was on Star Search. That's in right. 1985, so I'll I'll make sure to get on over there and whip out my VHS tape. Oh yeah, you got to You got to come over and say hi to him. <laughs> He's such a nice guy. But he you know what? So well, oh my goodness. And he looks fantastic. I know. He's like really, he didn't age a day. Not at all. He's very. He looks. He looks really great. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Well, before we actually close out the show, it's I Italian men. That's what it I is. I hope so. Yeah. I um. There's something that I'd like to do on our podcast. I'd like to always remember what was going on in the news for the day so i'd like to just uh go to a news break and then we'll close out the show in just a moment 
AP Radio News. I'm Rita Foley. President-elect Donald Trump is on a thank you tour after winning the White House. And last night in Cincinnati, he revealed his choice for defense secretary. We are going to appoint Mad Dog Mattis as our secretary of defense. Retired Marine General James Mattis, nicknamed Mad Dog, would have to be confirmed by Congress, which would first have to agree to bypass a law that bars retired military officers from serving as defense secretary within seven years of leaving active duty. Our Mark Smith has more on General Mattis. General James Mattis has held some of the top commands in the military, from NATO to the Mideast. He's fought in Iraq and Afghanistan and won a reputation for strategic thinking and blunt talk. In a tweet Sunday, the president-elect referred to Mattis by his nickname, Mad Dog, and described him as a true general's general. Another solid jobs report expected today when the government releases the numbers for November. Here's our Jerry Bolander. Analysts are expecting the Labor Department report will show about 175,000 jobs were added last month, and the jobless rate held steady at 4.9%. As always, they'll be looking very carefully at average hourly earnings, which posted a healthy 2.8% year-over-year gain in October. Today's release follows some positive reports about the economy and comes ahead of a meeting of Fed policymakers in two weeks, where they're expected to raise interest rates for the first time in a year. Jerry Bodlander, Washington. Former NFL player Joe McKnight was shot to death yesterday after an argument with another motorist near New Orleans, a suspect in custody. The state of emergency remains in effect in Tennessee as it deals with the aftermath of wildfires and storms ravaging the eastern part of the state. This is AP Radio News. And that's what's going on this. today, in December 2nd. Oh, we're gonna, for me to finish. Too much, too much, too much. It's December 2nd. <laughs> I don't think I want to. It's enough news now. It <laughs> was a long broadcast. I, I, cut, off, you know? I cut off the news. I'm yes, so sorry. Not. So. Well, the news is never full of good stuff, so you know what? I know. Yeah, we'll cut it before while, while we're ahead. Um, but that was a great show. Thank you so much, my darling. Thank you very much. You know what? It was an excellent guest, and I'm really happy that she was the one that um, you know kicked off this inaugural in the United States yeah. broadcast. The United States inaugural real broadcast. And, yeah. um, and once again, just follow us on Facebook and on Twitter, and uh, we'd love to see you on the next show. And uh, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Ciao for now. You've been listening to The Michael Mashey Show. If you would like to contact us or be a guest on our show, email us at michaelmasheypodcast at gmail.com. Visit michaelmasheycom and sign up for our email list to receive show updates and schedules. Follow Michael on Twitter at Michael Mashey and on Facebook at Michael Anthony Mashey. Be sure to check out the live stream videos of our shows on Facebook Live and Periscope. Join us for our next broadcast. Ciao for now.